You know, one thing, we're talking about Tiger Woods here and uh, the doc. One thing about him and, and, you know, growing up this way and marrying kind of, not late, but, you know, he'd been single for, what, 10 years or something like that. He'd been a he'd been Tiger Woods for 10 years before he married Elon. Mm-hmm. So his life was altered by just that perception or maybe of his own self. But you look back at, like, the other individual sports greats, and Jack comes up first. Jack married his college sweetheart i think so yes something like that so someone that he'd known since he was 19 Man, maybe even high school maybe yeah. yeah but uh so th- that woman was there from the beginning uh roger Federer married his he met this woman they were playing in the olympics together at, when they were both like 21 and he wasn't roger Federer yet he was he met this girl when he was just still climbing the ladder of of success and so they've been together since that point before mm-hmm. you become worth a billion dollars right and i'm not saying that helps out when it comes to a marriage because it may be just as likely to end but those two guys in particular have navigated that individual success yes there's not a bump in the road for either one of them okay so in a nutshell basically if you could just pull the mavericks brass aside and say would you like Luca to find a nice wife to settle down so that we don't have to worry about him out at night? Yeah. They would say yes. And he's been dating the same girl since he was 16. Now, you hope it's a great girl. You hope it's she's good for him. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think most teams that have a superstar athlete, now these are teams, that's an individual sport, but most teams kind of hope that they do find somebody and kind of quick because they do know the poison of having all the money in the world, yeah. having all the tea in the world as an alpha dog, and basically having all the women in the world know that you have all the money and that you're super famous, or, and boy, wouldn't this be great. Or is it better for these guys to remain single until they get through the apex of their careers? Because then, if they do get married and they continue their bachelorhood behavior in the marriage, it's even a worse look. It is, but you hope that... Because some guys just aren't meant for it. Yeah, but I think by the if you get married when you're 40 and you've been a superstar athlete for 40 years or 20 or however you want to say it, then I really do think that you're so... There's there's some guys that are just ready to stop, though. Well, yes, probably, but I would also suggest that uh, your behavior is so warped, again, from the whole world catering to you. Uh, I'm not saying a, 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 a life mate is is uh, part of their role is to kind of knock you down a peg and, and, and let you know that you don't walk on water and, you know, be real with you. But I do think that does serve a purpose with an awful lot of famous people because every time they leave their house, it's how may I assist you? How may I make your life even easier than it already is? By the way, the ticket has learned that Grover Cleveland entered the White House as a bachelor at the age of 47. Oh, yeah. His sister, Rose, joined him as hostess of his administration. And then uh, a year or two into his presidency, he married Frances Cleveland. Wasn't she like? Who was 21 yeah. years old. <laughs> think, that'd go over, think that'd go over well today. So the 49-year-old, uh, he was 47 when he became president, 49 when he was married, married a 21-year-old. At the White House. He must have been hot and had sweet abs. Scandalous. There's a question that I've been wanting to ask you two, and 
look, we there, there's really not a lot new that we're learning from mm-hmm. this two-part series sure. on HBO, the Tiger documentary. But like you said, it is pretty fascinating to revisit that time in yes. our lives when all of that stuff was unfolding on a day-to-day basis. And let me ask you this. If we had the perspective then that at least I think I do now after watching that, and I find Tiger... And Armin Katayan said this himself. It's like, look, the guy used sex as a drug to numb the pain of an incredibly troubled man. And I look at Tiger, look, he's an adult and he makes his own decisions, but I also look at him as somewhat of a sympathetic figure. And we're all flawed. None of us are without um, without faults. And there's varying degrees and levels sure. of the mistakes that we make, but we're all human beings and we all suffer from the same maladies in one form or another. If all of that stuff had come out and we didn't play the tiger song in the voicemail and giggle about it and Mike didn't read the tiger texts and we all <laughs> laughed at it and thought it was hilarious. If we approached that story as it unfolded and presented the the the, the side to the, our listeners as man, I feel really bad for the guy. He's clearly super troubled to be involved with this many women and to do this to his wife. I feel really terrible for him. And, and I just don't, I just don't think this is funny. I think this is incredibly sad. Would we have been doing our jobs? I don't know because we blur the line in these situations between like criminal look and and just sorry. Right. I mean, there's, while we there's a difference between us doing a segment and shredding the night stalker yes and, uh, yes and that's, making fun of a man who has suffered from arrested development correct a terrible by by and large a pretty crappy father who set horrible examples from him and, and had expectations of this little boy that he was never going to be able to live up to who didn't have a real childhood who couldn't navigate life as an adult for a very very long his time. only friend was his, his dad. only friend was his father and he made all of these mistakes but you've got the inquirers of the world yeah. and all of these internet idiots that are making songs about the guy and we just dogpiled it's all we did we never looked at it from the perspective of this person being a human being my question is could we have done that type of radio at the time no and and, and been successful it's and you know entertained why? our audience you, you know your why? show probably needed a tiger cheerleader to join the show quicker and I'm sorry, guys, I let you down <laughs> because I wasn't enjoying that. I, I think that I yeah. wanted to. Was that really tough on like? Uh, I mean, look, look, I know I, I, was, no, anyway. I wasn't. Like I wasn't a, such a sycophant that I was uh, trying to protect him. Uh, but no, you, you I, were giggling I, at the voicemail, I, I, right? Probably, but I would also tell you that you I laughed I, when Mike said, "Go to the bathroom." And take it. <laughs> well, when Mike was reading, of course, it was great. But I really wish that uh, Tiger could have avoided this incredible black hole he fell into for like five years i i would have liked to see his career without this and mm-hmm. therefore i didn't take great joy in in you know but even that's weird because now i'm trying to measure him against immortality which if you just look at it from did a sports immortal happen in front of us you would at some point have to credit earl woods for that so I, I don't – I mean, the whole discussion is weird because if Earl Woods is a normal dad, maybe Tiger has better behavior, but also maybe he's not even the best golfer at his high school. And so – I don't buy that. I think that – because I think that, you know, like I introduced my kid to golf. Mm-hmm. Play golf. Here, I'll get you some clubs. You can go play. And my kid likes it, but he also likes five or six other things 
I think that Tiger would have, because Earl loved golf so much, mm-hmm. that if you would have just said, here are your clubs, you want to play? Let's go play. I think he would have taken to it regardless of, of uh, the domineering presence that his father had. Very possibly. And that he would have I, been Tiger Woods yeah. just by I mean, saying, here's clubs. And, yeah, and, and he falls in love with the game and he dedicates his life to it, much like Wayne Gretzky did maybe, with hockey. Yeah. It's possible. We don't know. Right. And and honestly, all we know about Earl is what a couple guys have written in books about him. And he does sound sorry. And he does sound driven and all these things. But it's it's purely anecdotal. Heck, even Tiger's private life is anecdotal. All these things that we learn in even a three-hour documentary, it spans 45 years. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, I mean, we're at the mercy of the filmmakers. And and by the way, the filmmakers, unlike the, uh, the book authors, which are slightly different, and I'm not saying one's better than the other, but the filmmakers said, we do not want this to be salacious. Like, that Tiger voicemail... Those Tiger texts, they had them all. Yeah. They could have put them in the film. Dude, it was salacious they, enough. Right. They, I, was, they, they You said, didn't need them. They said, we don't want this to be any slimier feeling than it was. And and Junior was saying this morning that he felt it went too far as a film. And I would say to, to Junior, dude, read the book. That you know, You'll be amazed how far that thing goes. I mean, it was the, the drug arrest in 17. Do you understand... How close? Because that guy was blacked out. Yeah. 100%. Think about this. Blacked out. Yeah. And he is taking a giant car. Right. Of, made of steel <laughs> through neighborhood lawns, mm-hmm. ending up on a highway where he stopped. To sleep. On the, in the middle of the road, and he's got his foot on the brake. He wasn't even in park. He's got his foot on the brake, and the cops found him that way. Crazy. The fact that he's not dead or yeah. five people aren't dead. Right. It's yeah. a miracle. It really is. It is. 